A Brief History of Our Wasted World A Primer by Brother Seldom I have witnessed firsthand the deep and restful slumbers that my sermons have induced amongst our congregation, so I will attempt to keep this succinct. Should you find yourself dozing off during this lesson, well, I wouldn't worry too much. By the time you hear this, the world I'm about to describe will have long since been scoured from the map. Let us begin with the vestiges. One could accurately describe them as gods, though they'd certainly prefer not to be called as such. When they crossed over into our world eons ago, some of our ancient ancestors considered them patrons. Others found them to be merciless oppressors. Civilizations sprouted around these beings' feet, and immediately, and perhaps unsurprisingly, they began vying for superiority. For all their differences, though, the vestiges that claimed our world agreed upon one thing. An oath, forsworn, that their power, their magic, would never be shared with mortal kind. The vestige named Benevolence so furiously coveted the adoration of all living creatures that, well, he broke that oath. He shared with his people the secrets of magic, founding a new kingdom, Hominine, and building an army of sorcerers powerful enough to challenge even the gods. Benevolence's army swept the land like wildfire, purging the rival vestiges who stood in his way. His war campaign was devastating and spectacular, and after the dust settled, it split our world into four quarters. The kingdom of Hominine occupied most of the realm, stretching from the western coastline well into the fertile heartlands. Its citizens lived prosperously, devoting themselves to the study of the arcane gifts bestowed upon them by the Vestige Benevolence. Their dominion, however, halted at the sheer face of the Einar Plateau. There, in the highlands overlooking the realm, the few surviving other Vestiges lived amongst their mortal followers, not as spiritual rulers, but rather as collaborators. Though some zealous practitioners of the old ways dissented, the Einar forged a new pact between the Vestiges and mortal kind. There were also those who denied the Vestiges and all of their otherworldly gifts. A war-weary sect of Humaninians defected to the resource-rich Delmer Wilds to the north. They shunned magic in exchange for industry, building an acropolis of lumber and steel to rival Hominine's great citadels. And then there were those who tired of the mainland's petty squabbles entirely. They found a home in the southern archipelago. With war merely a distant memory, the island's inhabitants worked to make remarkable strides in trade, art, fashion, leisure, the fun stuff, not to put too fine a point on it. For about a century, this world settled into a quiet, comfortable stalemate. The war had ended, but while its people may have recovered from this conflict, our planet, we've learned, never will. You see, magic has a cost, and when it goes unpaid, as it so often has, even the simplest of spells can produce a kind of volatile exhaust. This 
Raw and dangerous arcane energy suffused the soil of every battleground, the sky over every citadel, the banks of every river, until convening, as all things do, in the sea. Our oceans turned against us. Great, glowing waves heaved onto the land, swallowing everything in their path, and hanging over the waters, a maelstrom far beyond measure and visible from our shores, grew wider and stronger with every passing day. And so the four kingdoms scrambled to find their own means of evading extinction. But over the din of their toil, over the storm's ceaseless reports of thunder, a voice called out from the sea. And with a simple stanza, it offered salvation. When kingdoms fall, the sea provides a home for all beneath the tides. Hundreds of us, hailing from all corners of the realm, would heed this call. We abandoned our respective kingdoms, putting aside generations of differences, all for the promise of a new life, a better life. Leagues below the gnashing fangs of apocalypse, here in a home of our own creation, deep within the ether sea. adventurers and welcome for a brand new voyage i i am the wizard's balthazar take my orb and walk with us on a new vo- on a new journey wait it, why did we have to take the orb to walk with you um it's so funny that you say that Travis, because if you'd read the preparation notes i wrote for you i uh, told you that you could not walk on the spectral sidewalk if you weren't holding the orb you'd fall I right, fell through. right through yeah I into right the through. demon cra- crabbles all uh, infinite mouth so I'm dead. my character's uh, yeah. dead and travis has gone off the show juice and dad um hopefully you'll have a bit more staying power well thanks for tuning in to the adventure zone uh fam we're doing something kind of different with this episode as we sort of build out the world for our new season that this one's a cooking show this it's is a, a cooking different. show. It's uh, we got hot recipes. Uh, I hope you guys like stew because that's what you're getting. It's all you got stew. The, so you got all the rowdy McRoy boys here, and we're going to play uh, a different game to build the world that we're going to be playing in next season, where we will be returning to Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. And that game is The Quiet Year. Uh, it's designed by Avery Alder, and you can find a link to where you can purchase it in the episode description. Uh, for this episode and all of our setup episodes here, I, I would thoroughly recommend it to virtually anybody. I think it's an amazing game, uh, and I, I hope you feel the same way after you hear us do a bad job playing it here. So that's what we're playing. It's great. I should mention that uh, I I essentially got this idea from Friends at the Table, who did this with... Uh, if, you, if you've not listened to Friends at the Table, their Marielda arc uh, takes place in a, a city that was built in the quiet year. So we're going to do the you know something similar here. Um, can you yeah. give us a quick like thirty second rundown on how a quiet year works? I mean, we'll maybe we'll not definitely, thirty seconds. Maybe uh, a little longer. Yeah, we'll we will go in rounds, basically playing through a year. Uh, and on each of our turns, we will sort of introduce 
uh, complications and discoveries and things that are taking place inside of this settlement that we are going to be playing in. Uh, and by doing so, we're basically, with a bird's eye view, going to be fleshing out a town. Uh, we are going to be doing that on a map that we are going to be drawing on in Roll20. So this will have an inherently kind of visual element to it. We will be sharing these maps, I assume, sort of as we draw them, uh, as you hear these episodes. I should also mention, I don't know how many episodes this is going to take to get us through a whole year. At the p- current pace we are operating at, it'll be 60 episodes of yeah. just <laughs> this world building art. Um, yeah, so we are going to be making stuff. What you just heard at the beginning of this is essentially the um, like macro level world history and uh, of, of where this, you know, settlement is. And I've outlined sort of the, the, the broad goal of what it is we're doing here, which is making an underwater city. Um, that was sort of like the initial design that I had for the season is sort of, uh, I, I liked the idea of doing a space opera, but like, what if we could do that inside of a magical ocean? Um, and like, I didn't really come up with a whole lot beyond what you have heard. And so everything else we are essentially going to play out and, and figure out through the lens of, uh, of the quiet year. But I, I just wanted to say, I guess at the top sort of tonally and as a sort of guiding light, I, I really don't want to make like a bi- like a Bioshock, um, uh god what's the under what's the city in rapture yeah i don't want to make a rapture i don't want to make an atlantis but like griffin I don't, is a man not entitled to the sweat, to the sweat of his brow? no unfortunately not and i don't know if uh. you're doing a bioshock thing or an ayn rand thing there but both are equally unwelcome in this house okay got it got it got it cool um, cool yeah i want us to try and lean away from from do you know that the guy who played andrew ryan is also quark I did not know that. Yeah, but I don't know why. I, I don't know why I would know that. I don't know why I thing. know it. Um, I I basically just want us to not lean on sort of underwater fiction tropes if we can. Uh, I also don't want us to go like too hot and heavy, serious, high fantasy with it. Um, mm-hmm. because I've sort of envisioned it as, hey, this is an ocean that is irradiated with magic and chaos and there's weird shit to be discovered everywhere so let's let's go have fun in the in the deadly ocean in our ships or whatever um i yeah Griffin, I, have, I have one question before we begin please um so looking at the map that you have here it's about 50 percent land and 50 percent sea yes so what do you envision is like the primary surface because it seems like from the intro and what you've told us that this is a city kind of transitioning to a safer like is the safer option under the sea is that yes. what we're going for we are we're, the the goal of this we're, we're maybe this is a we are using the quiet year not in the exact manner it was intended right because we are essentially going to be building this settlement where all of these uh, nomads and travelers from these four different kingdoms have come together to make this underwater city. So there is a land map where basically these, you know, several hundred people are going to have to sort of make a place where they can live while they build this underwater city in, and they have, a you know, a year to do it. Eventually, once we've, I don't know, discovered how to explore underwater and find a place to build the city and how to actually like make a city underwater where people can live and all that stuff. We will start drawing on the seaside of the map, but yes, the, the goal will be in essentially in a year, the land half of the map is going to be swept away. Um, and so it is just sort of a launch pad. Um, let's, let's, let's get started. Uh, we are doing this in roll 20 where all of us are going to have access to drawing tools, 
and everything that we add to the map, every sort of narrative element and everything that we outline, we are going to represent visually. We are going to draw on the map. You're encouraged not to use words when you write on the map. Um, and before we get started, everybody is supposed to add sort of one topographical feature. Uh, I went ahead and drew the coastline of this beach that essentially the, uh, the, the settlement is going to be on, uh, where out in the water is, uh, on this side of the map is the water, and over here is the uh, sand. So that's all I've drawn is the coastline. Um, so who wants to go next, drawing a sort of broad topographical feature this can be things like in the rules of the game it's outlined as like there is a mountain range over here or over here is we're going to get more granular and say like here is the you know antlion nest or whatever the hell um but but first we should be sort of establishing the the topography uh so griffin sorry one more question before we go please technologically speaking yeah how advanced like if you were going to compare this to a time period in our actual real world history where would yeah. we be at? Um, again, I mean, that's one of the things that I have left a little bit blank. Uh, what I can say is that the um, the 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 Hominine, that that kingdom is like very magically advanced, while okay. uh, the Delmer uh, folk are more uh, engineering advanced. So, like, I don't know, I not steampunk, not sort of, uh, you know. I would say more weird magic technology than actual industrial revolution style stuff. Okay, great. So the idea of like having to build a habitable undersea world is not like no, we let's don't cross our do fingers. That. Yeah, yeah. But, we, but we're like we have some building blocks to work from, right? Yes. We're not completely inventing it, right? Right. I mean, we will be completely inventing it, but we should assume that you know there is. Some level of like engineering expertise here that we can use, but we are going. They are also going to be figuring it out because nobody has built an underwater city before, got it, or else got that got would it. make this game very easy. I think. Um, I okay. Then I am going to just to start off with up here in the. Oh, I got to remember my cardinal directions. North east. I am going to say there is. Let me do the right color. So. Oh yeah! Please don't use a off white on the white map. Yeah. Right. There is this color. There is uh, a little magical spring thing. Okay. Like, like a little lake with uh, maybe some we're not, magic to it. We're not making our game world, right? This is not where we will play the game, the next game. Correct. This is this is the settlement where everybody has sort of followed this voice to the shores of the ocean where they have been brought to kind of build an, an underwater city. Right now, that is the land side of the map. Yes. Uh, and I'm just just for clarity's sake, it is a magical lake, but the kind of magic and properties and everything we do not know. We've just arrived here. Is it freshwater? Yes. Okay. That's why I said it inland from the ocean side. This is not like a spring that ran over there, you know? Okay, cool. I mean, that's weird in and of itself because right. the the ocean uh, being irradiated with magic has made it like really volatile and dangerous. So the idea that there is also a a another version of that that is maybe not as wild is something to yes, for sure this is, explore. This prob I, I'm, I'm uh, worth noting, I think it's probably a different kind of magic than has irradiated the thing. Hmm. You know what I okay. Mean? Okay. Sure. Um, Juice, you want to draw something? Tell you what I think would be cool. Yeah, baby. 
I'm going to draw something cool. Let me do it. And then yeah, dude. Cool. Like a big skull. I'm going to draw. Draw a fucking skull, dude. Yeah, Out big here. skull. This is also just emerged. And it's a black spiral staircase that goes down into the ocean. Okay. It's never been there before. And then it's made out of rock. And nobody knows where it came from. And nobody knows why it's there. And it's a beautiful spiral staircase that does kind of look like a snake, but you try It's like to a spooky it. snake that is under the... Some, I'll keep working on it, but you get the idea. It's like a cool black spiral staircase. Is it reachable from the shore, or is it something you would need to like swim to or take a boat to? No, no, no. You'd need to take... Uh, probably, I mean, like it depends on how good a swimmer you are, right? Yeah. I would say it's probably like maybe 200 yards out. Okay. I think... That is rad, and I also think draw something Excellent. on the land side of the map, and maybe we'll all also draw something on the sea side of the map, because it seems like what happens over here is going to be like the first... What happens over in the land. Yeah. What happens over in the land until we can figure out how like people actually explore the sea to start building shit down there. Like This will be the thing that maybe we should flesh out a little bit first, but leave your, leave your, your black spiral staircase. Okay. Because that's tasty. Well, then that was my cool one. Dad, you'd make something. Yeah, I've got an idea. I'm going to uh, construct a giant sinkhole. Okay. That. This is going to look like an anus, and I want Justin and Travis to be ready for that. <laughs> no, no, no. Griffin, I was already there. I'm already there. This sinkhole is huge. A dead daddy long legs. Sorry, go on. And people uh, for centuries have been using it as like a landfill. They've just been throwing garbage in it, throwing junk in it that they, you know, it's like if you, a giant junkyard, but mm -hmm. they throw it in and it's gone. Nobody quite knows where it's going. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. So it's not it's, like there's a pile of junk there that you can see. No. It goes down it's to a point right where we can't see. There and yep. And in this giant hole. You're making it look more like a butthole, Dad. Yeah, more you know, like that was a my intent. I thought that's what we all wanted. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch out this map real quick. It is a little bit blurry because ah, there we go. Can y'all see that? Yeah. yeah. So you can see where we are building is essentially where these two kingdoms kind of intersect here. Hominine, which has basically conquered the world, and the Einar Plateau, where um, sort of more naturalist society has been built. So mm -hmm. this sinkhole is essentially like right flat in between the two of those things. So I, I, li I like leaving it so that we don't know who used that sinkhole to yeah. make things disappear. I'll draw... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I drew the coast, but as, as long as we're all kind of drawn... Bullshit. Uh, I'm gonna draw like a. I mean, it's all bullshit, Griffin. We're it's all made on up map. BS. Um, I'm gonna draw like a uh, tide pool. Okay. Here-ish, that is you know just crags and rocks and uh, shallow water uh, with like a you know weird diverse array of wildlife in it, as is the case with tide pools. We'll just kind of flesh that out. Uh, got that add... up in the upper northwest. Yeah, the area. northwest quadrant of the shore. It's, well, it's, can I, it quadrant. is a sizable can thing. I, can I add something to the seaside now? Uh, sure. Um, I am going to uh, say that here, uh, slightly west of the spiral staircase, 
there is a patch of water that you can see from the surface that doesn't have the same like wave structure as the rest of the sea. So like as the waves move over it, they decrease. And okay. the waves around it are higher. So um, you're drawing something on the surface of the water. Correct. Maybe draw like that a- on the la- maybe draw that on the land side then so that we can kind of keep these two things distinct. If it's something that you can see from the from the land well, the like black spire you can see. It's coming out of the oh, sea. Oh, it's coming out of the sea. Okay. That's why it's so cool. Why okay. are there stairs going into the sea? Okay, Nobody okay. Knows. I dig it. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, yeah, let's just keep that there then. It's just okay. a section where waves don't happen? Yeah, where the water seems calmer. Do waves, like, hit it and then just vanish? Yeah, like, they, like, break around it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And that's next, and that's near the uh, spiral staircase? Yeah. The spiral okay. staircase is between the land and that patch. Okay. Uh, Dad, you want to draw one more thing? And then that's probably enough for us to uh, start um, out with. Travis, this is a, uh, you build a, a pool? Yeah, it's, uh, I It's would not say, a pool as much as it is a, a plot, a, a section of the surface of the ocean that no, is- No, so I, on land, cold. do you mean on land or on sea? No, on land. Yeah, on land, it's, uh, like, uh, bigger than a pool. I would say it's, like, uh, kind of, like, large pond size. Okay. Uh, and these are only natural things we're putting on the map right now? Yes. Right? That's right. Okay. Um, a river. I think there should be uh, a river that leads, that makes to sense. The, leads to the sea. So a nice river that actually runs from the west coast and runs in a curve up. To the north. Whoa. Okay. okay. Now wait, water water is flowing into the ocean, yes? Or is Correct. it? Okay, because if it was doing the opposite, that would be fucking bonkers. What a magical world. Yeah. yeah I guess so. Um, okay. Uh, I guess one more thing that we should sort of figure out, generally speaking. Uh, we have this this thing here. Is this all uh, beach? All of the stuff that we have not outlined as, as water? Is it just all... Is it all sand and beach, would, or do you would, think there's other sort of biomes? I don't think there would be that much beach. Do you? I mean, no. I and it, allow me to posit, Griffin. Yeah. Or uh, P O S I T. Uh, that perhaps it is not sand beach, but more like a pebble, pebbly kind of beach. So this okay. isn't like a vacation Maybe spot. Maybe it's fat beach. Maybe it's P H A T fat beach. That's possible. Okay. So, but then so it's this kind m- of a pebbly thing. So, like, there's a reason that people were not settling here before. This gotcha. is not like a come here to relax yes, kind of one, thing. One thing about the sort of world map I drew is that this area is fairly secluded because, mm-hmm. you know, while all the world powers are sort of trying to formulate their own uh, way to not <laughs> die in the apocalypse, uh, you know, they are still these these contentious world power, so they may not be wild about the idea of just this, like, construction happening here. Um, and so we're not doing this to scale, right? No, I think that that would be a lot to ask of us. Yeah, and we're all um, dummies. So. Yeah, so we could not make that work. So, so we'd say, so like... Why don't you do some kind of grayish, beachy thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a very faint line here to illustrate, like... That is that's just the beach, and then beyond yeah. that, you know, there's there's I would imagine there's some green around the around the the pond, so we don't have to fill in every single sort of um, okay, and we'll uh, fill it in more as we go. That's the point. Of that's the true. Game. That's the whole point. Okay, uh, so the next thing we have to do before we really get started is decide what resources are important 
to our city. And again, I think this is a thing that we can have two two lists of. For the seaside, I think it's probably just a static, like list of questions we have to answer right like what are we breathing how is how is how, how are we, we getting water food? yeah, yeah water, food yeah. how are we staying what's the shelter situation energy I mean, light and power yeah exactly yeah there's a, there's the things that you need to sort of make a city underwater so maybe we can just keep track of that ourselves yeah i think but, it's just uh, we could just label it as like kind of survival is like the primary thing and then like thriving is the secondary you know well, yes, yeah. Let's let's. I mean, just as far as categories, of categories for the sea to the seaside, yeah. right? But for the land side, I mean, it's it's we're essentially playing the game, right? So uh, we have to decide things that are important for our society here uh, to to build a a city underwater. Um, so and and these things will be oh, start out in scarcity, save for one of them. So we all decide something. Um, it, I I would I, like to make a pitch. Yeah, please. And, uh, for for the abundance one. Uh, well, let's let's do all the important resources first, and then we'll all decide on what the abundance. Well, the number was. one is knowledge, right? We're trying to figure out. I, how I can't to spell do the word this. not. There's a D in knowledge. That's yeah, embarrassing. It's that's like em- no that's ledge. Fucking embarrassing. You got to know a ledge, you know. Um, knowledge. Yeah, sure. Um, because that's the thing, right? If we're trying to figure out how to do it, then it seems like the number one resource is knowledge. I would like. I, I think maybe because That's I don't. So broad. It's so yeah. broad, and it's also something that like, what? How would that become a scarcity? Knowledge isn't exactly fluid, right? We we are getting sort of you know uh, ostensibly the best and brightest from the four kingdoms who like right. are able to bring their their various shit. So maybe instead of knowledge, maybe it's like the cooperation to like use that knowledge. Because that is that is something that could be dynamic. Like, oh yeah, be, okay, do you know I like what I mean? that diplomacy. Maybe is a way of putting it, like the ability to for these different groups to cooperate. Um, but maybe we just say like unity as like a bucket thing. Unity, yeah, unity um, works for me because like if okay. if we're saying inherently the knowledge that everyone is bringing is not necessarily a resource that it, we might be able to find right. new information later. Sure. But people are coming in with their own knowledge, but it's whether or not they want to work together to use it. That makes a yeah. lot of sense to me. I'd like to suggest something that I think could be interesting, something that I've been thinking a lot about, is um, uh, the idea of culture. Like, we are, we are create, we are like trying to get a whole society, in fact, four societies, down under the sea and basically like abandon the land. Right. And I, and I, I like the idea of like cultural, uh, like the amount of our cultural history that we're able to bring with us because it seems like that could be something that would be interesting to balance against survival. Um, uh, let's go ahead. Let's cheat and just make that like diversity of culture, like an, an abundance. Cause again, like I don't see how that is something that then becomes scarce unless, you know, something genuinely horrible happens like a diversity of culture. Is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about like a, a I'm talking about cultural works. Artifacts, that's art, right? Oh, Artifacts. that's a good. Art. Okay, yes. Like the work, like the culture of our people, like that we're preserving, not just like you know, you send up a a space shuttle and you put like records in it yes. and stuff, like so the aliens can like lay lay out some tracks. Like, what are you, like, what are we saving right from from society? So there will be no access to the land after we right. 
that's yeah, impossible. I mean, the, the season that we're going to be playing when we when we actually start the season in earnest is going to be entirely underwater. This the above the surface of the land will be like. Uh, an Not extremely the, season, the quiet year has four seasons. The Sorry, season yes, the, the season of the Adventure Zone, uh, tentatively called Ether Sea, is going to be purely underwater. If you, the everything above the water will be like un unsurvivable, essentially. Um, I'm going to just add like building resources, which I yeah, could yeah, like yeah. because I could put like metal or wood or whatever, but we could do a ton of those right now. Like we don't know what the fuck the city's going to be made out of. It I, could I, be made I, out of any. What of that about stuff. structural resources? structural material right because it's not just like yeah you know food or cloth that we would use for like you know those kind of research it's literally yeah. like things you could build with um what a, dad what a, you have not what about that. air i mean are we gonna need to uh, yeah, figure that's, out the, that's, the, the, the key to living underwater is how we're gonna breathe let's let's add okay so if we do those we can do like uh air <laughs> underwater <laughs> that uh, seems like the starting point for yeah okay water I'll, underwater uh, food underwater also food above water right like food yeah. is important there we are building a mini city essentially and so there are things like food shelter uh that like when you come here on a mission from a voice in the sea that you don't necessarily like prioritize um sorry just one last one that just kind of clicked to me that might be interesting to play with as yeah. a fluctuating resource leadership because you have these four different groups, right, who aren't necessarily going to agree with any yeah, one person, I, and it could it feels closer to unity. Yeah, it feels like I a push and pull thing. Like if you had a, a a strong leader that everybody was like down with, like that's a unity. I want to pitch pitch a concept that I had okay. uh, uh, for for this arc, and would might play into this resource conversation. Um. We know that magic here has a cost and basically like a uh, a material cost, a material cost. Right. It like is creating something that is basically uh, analogous to a pollutant um, that has been seeping into the sea. I wanted to pitch you all on the idea of what if the ocean or the sea is purifying or somehow condensing that sort of magical byproduct into a source of energy, like a physical, maybe it's like cubes, maybe it's like crystals, something like that, that we are like finding. Like the way like you this... could boil salt water to get the salt out of it? Ooh, what if it's just salt? What Like magic, Ma magic salt. And like that is a go-to like. It's, it's basic, it's called prestige. And I think that it's like an energy source. Yeah. Like you could use it to, like, you need a certain amount of this stuff to, um, to, to get down. We find that we can use it for energy. The question that I think we don't have an answer to right now and that I think is very interesting is, like, the sea has been taking our magical pollutants and basically recycling them into prestige. Like, what happens when we burn it? Yeah. Like, what happens yeah. when we use it? Is it bad? Is it good? Is it pissing the sea off more? Is it dangerous? Is it renewable? How much is there? Like all the uses of it, whatever. Right. Like that seems like an interesting idea uh, to me. One thing to to note about the game and sort of how, how it is meant to be played is to not sort of give yourself easy answers to questions. And that's, I don't think that's what this is. I think there's a version of this where it's just like a mysterious thing. Uh, you know, we have discovered 
a somewhat sustainable way to do magic without having to go out and hunt for a fucking eye of newt or whatever, right? There's this prestige that we can use to do magic responsibly. And as far as we know, we're the only ones who have discovered it. But maybe it's not a gift from a sentient ocean that loves us and wants to take care of us as much as it is just like some weird shit. And so therefore, like the answers we can find for how to make a city underwater, like now we have magical energy for days to to kind of do that with. But I would also I would I, I love this idea and I think that's very cool. I would not make it quite I wouldn't make it too accessible. I think that there needs to be some kind of of, of difficulty to obtain Absolutely. it, whether yeah. whether it's something like coral, it it. it forms coral or something yeah, like, like that so we're, we're kind of we're kind of getting into the game accidentally a little bit in in sort of the pre-pro phase like this is the kind of yeah. thing that we are going okay. to be doing in the game i think i think just leaving it at without going into where it came from or what we know about it just yeah there is good, there is this yeah. there there we have found salt, salt prestige. magic salt yes all right prestige magic salt um okay great and, and then we can go from there and then we'll figure out like what the fuck that means later i think that that's the thing in abundance though right that's the thing that yeah right like it's a, yeah I don't think unity inherently there. like these are four no. formerly warring cultures who are here because they heard the same voice but like I feel like you got to earn that a little bit um, yeah and culture is something that maybe they need to get more people to come and join this project like guys. I also think that that is a very contentious thing right where there will be people like you're worried about art where we're yes. trying to figure out food I, yeah like, I also like super want to in terms of tone like I I I don't want to make things you know i don't want bigotry or anything like that like because yeah, they used to be right like we have a chance i think to- it's more about prioritizing like their own right things right where you're going to get the people who like magic has always been their like go-to answer for things right and then you have people who are like no we're going to craft it with our hands and it's more reliable that way i don't think it has to do with bigotry so much as it's just uh like the way we do things that's no you can't trust magic you can trust you know, wood and stone and metal and stuff. And I think it all plays back into the things we were saying, you know, unity, culture, these things gotcha. where they're going to have to figure out how all this stuff overlaps in a successful way. Um, I am going to, you're supposed to draw this stuff uh, as you do it. So like prestige, might, I might just draw these magic sort of silvery waves. Well, that's confusing because it's the fucking ocean. I, I, I would, I would, Griffin shade it in around the edge, like maybe it was discovered, like coated on the rocks that are like near, like that's where it's dried. Oh, like maybe near the tide pools, like yeah, that right? because of the way that the water kind of comes up into the rocks there. That's like where we right, and then as the good. water has like you know evaporated, it's left this like crystalline coating on it. Okay, um, yeah, I'll draw that up near here, uh, and then we're also supposed to draw the scarcities, but some of these are so sort of. Uh, high-minded like i don't know how to draw a less scarcity of handshaking yeah handshaking and like a statue for Um, a copy of borat on dvd yeah Yeah. okay so uh we got our basic starting map here we have our resources and now we're going to get into the game 
So let's now go over what we're actually going to be doing as we play through the game. Uh, rounds are basically separated into weeks. That is the basic unit of play. Uh, and each week is a turn taken by... I'm just going to read straight from the thing here. Uh, each week is a turn taken by one player with play proceeding clockwise around the table. We don't have that, so maybe we just go left to right based on our little icons here. Uh, weeks should take an average of two to three minutes to complete. We'll see about that. Um, so during each week, three things happen. The first thing is that we draw a card from this deck uh the quiet year provides basically 52 prompts uh you know 52 weeks in a year 52 uh cards in a deck of cards uh and we will read the prompts the prompts will give us two options essentially and we get to choose the option that we want off of that card or rather the player whose turn it is gets to choose the option and it's usually a question that needs to be answered or a direction that needs to be sort of followed um, that will, we'll, we'll explain that as we go. But again, those cards are sort of separated into four seasons. Uh, we start in spring, we end in winter. Uh, one of the cards in winter is the, called the Frost Shepherds. Uh, I believe is what it's called. And when the Frost Shepherds arrive, the game immediately ends. So it probably won't go 52 weeks. We will get into winter. And then once we're in winter at any point during a player's turn, it's done. And, and and the game is over, and that's we have what we have. Just something to be aware of. But also, in spring, things are kind of okay. We will figure out what things look like, and in summer, we'll shore up our resources, and then things will get harder from there. Um, so you draw a ca card, you resolve it. Uh, you then will take down... There's a countdown, essentially, on projects that we start, which is... Maybe I should read that step of the thing first. The last thing you do is the active player gets to do one of three things. They can discover something, which then they just, you know, get to add to the map, hold a discussion, uh, or start a project. For hold a discussion... What we did starting out talking about like what would be cool to do with magic or what resources are important or what's our priority here, we can't do that once we start playing. We are meant to be sort of om omnipotent uh, in uh, – what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Entities? Uh, uninvolved sort of entities that are like – we can't we can't be rooting necessarily for the thing to succeed and for us to like give ourselves softballs like we are uh, and the other way around too you're not necessarily trying to punish them no we're not trying to screw failure. ourselves over so like if we start going in different directions it may behoove an active player to say like let's talk about this but when we talk about it we are going to talk about it from the perspective of members of the community and mm -hmm. there's a very specific way that you have to talk about it like uh, you're holding a town hall Right. Um, start a project is a, you know, represents a concerted effort amongst the community to achieve something. Um, and it's very important that you don't discover something that should be a project, right? Like, oh, we need food. Oh, I just discovered a fucking McDonald's up on the, like, no, like we would need to start a project to, you know, build a farm or uh, go out on yeah, hunting don't be like your friend Debbie who's like, oh, I discovered the cutest, I found the cutest right. little restaurant the other day. Like, you didn't find it. It you wasn't hidden it. in the it woods, Debbie. Um, so those are the three things, right? You, we will draw a card, resolve it, count down the project dice, and then either discover something new, hold a discussion, or start a project. And we can go over the rules of those as we, like, as we get to them. Um, that's more or less it. We will cross the roads on, like, what else you know, we, we will be doing, but that is, that is the basic round is, is the week. Um, let's do it. Let's do it. If you guys would like, I can go first to kind of illustrate. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. I'm horny okay. for these cards, Griffin. Yes. I'm drawing the first card. I got the families. Listen to this. Yeah. I got the queen of spring. What's the most beautiful thing in this area or what's the most hideous thing in this area? 
Well, we have both a magical lake and a butthole already, so. Right, but these prompts are not things that you answer with shit that's already out there. Oh, I it know. It is something that you need to. I just wanted to, to say butthole, Griffin. Figure out. Um, what if there is a cave? Uh, down the shore, sort of like right at the foot of the Einar Plateau where the land kind of runs into. So like right here is a cave um, that nobody can go inside. And it's not like a, it's barred up. It's that like when people try to go into it, whether it's fear or whatever, they are physically incapable of going into this cave. Is there some kind of like barrier? That is the most hideous thing I should. That is the most yeah. hideous thing I should say. It's is just, there like a barrier you can see, or no, is it just no like barrier? Something it's a, it is a me. mental barrier. Got it's it. like okay. a, oh, let's. I think kids will all go down there to dare themselves. Like oh, let's go, uh, but you know they never do because nobody actually is able to go inside. Okay, so now you get to choose to discover something, start a project, or have. Well, a the first thing right? I do is I need to uh, count down on the clocks, and you'll see I have a special little clock up here at the I very did top. See that one? Yes. Um, and so I'm just gonna first of all delete this little dot I accidentally made. Oh jeez! Oh jeez! Oh jeez! There we go. Uh, I'm gonna count this down. So this is now gonna be a seven. This is a this is a special event clock that I got going. Okay. And when that counts down, something in the world is going to happen to the other four kingdoms. Everybody gets a Toyota Camry. Yes. Okay. Hell yeah. So, uh, yes, now the last part of my week, I get to discover something new, hold a discussion, or start a project. I think just like a good project would be like shelter. Yeah, I think that the the there's enough like camping supplies here for folks to uh for folks to you know not die, but especially if they are going to try and if more people br- you know heeding the call uh, start coming down here, then we're we're gonna need some we're gonna need some more housing. So maybe like just long houses, just like super efficient uh, bunk houses, nothing like super fancy, but just to save us from the elements makes sense okay um so i'm gonna draw this right here and this is really gonna be something just to clarify this should really be something that is as ephemeral and as possible we're talking about like survival yes we're not we're not building so temporary so this is gonna last i think everybody here knows that they are building a construction site and nothing else Um, can we call it the shit house the shit house because it's going to be bad. Like, nobody likes it, and we didn't work very hard Maybe that's it. not what it was called right away, but it's what yeah, everyone just like keeps referring to it as. <laughs> yeah. Keep it the Over at the uh, shithouse. You know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. so the thing that you have to do whenever you start a project is decide how many weeks it takes to complete it, uh, all the way up to six. Six weeks is the most that something can take. One week is the least. I think for the number of people that are already here, I think this one shithouse represents a lot of shithouses where yeah. hundreds and hundreds of people can go um, because I think everybody here is banking on many, many, many more folks actually being here when they, they start to head underground. I'm going to say a month. I'm going to say four okay. weeks to like actually that makes sense. get it going. So I'm going to put the four here, and that is the end of my turn. Um, Dad, you are in my, on my screen next in the order, so why don't you go next? You will uh, – oh, that's right. I will draw a card for you. Okay, that is the ten of hearts. Of spring. There's another community somewhere, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten yeah. of hearts, spring. There's another community somewhere on the map. Where are they? What sets them apart from you? Or – 
What belief or practice helps to unify your community? Um, I think I'll go with the belief or practice helps to unify the community. I think okay. that's great. Yeah. Seems to me that everybody can see this descending layer of of death coming, correct? Yeah, there is a there is an enormous storm that you that everybody can just see sort of hanging over the ocean some, you know, number of miles away. Right. So we we know this society knows that devastation is is coming and right. that they they I think the belief is that they realize they all the only place they can go is under the sea. Right. They the only place they can go is to build something that allows them to live underwater. Mm-hmm. They don't know how long this storm's going to last if it's permanent. Right. But they can tell it's coming and so that's going to alleviate uh, a whole lot of 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 uh of argument and okay. a whole lot Everybody knows that's the goal. That we've a, got it, it. It is a fear-based unity that everybody has right now. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to move um, unity over to uh, abundance then, right? Okay. Because, I, I, you know, maybe it's not long-lasting unity, but, uh, you know, I think every- At least at first. It's like post 9-11, right? Yeah. Well, this yeah. is, yeah. this is the you got to remember, this is the second week that this group of sort of uh, uh, nomads- have been here, and by week two, I think they've all been like, "Okay, we're gonna die if we if we don't start yeah. really working together." Yeah. One I think thing, post nine eleven too is a great analogy. Yeah, this is a, f- a fun topic for the podcast too. Is m- what the the feedback we get a lot. Um, Just history. I should have thought about this though. Uh, I was not being particularly uh, a good steward of the rules. I said we're building these houses, but building material is something that is in scarcity. So like. I don't know. I should have thought about these are going to be shitty houses then. Like we're essentially making oh, yeah. sand sand castles is what they are. Uh, well, maybe this is something that that could be interesting where I mean that's very human to to start a project without and knowing not have the materials yeah. to of how you're going to finish it like that that becomes like something we have to solve very quickly. Yeah. Okay. Uh so next, dad, well, do you want to yeah. draw I feel like the storm is so huge. Well, the storm would be it, right? Like that's the thing they're afraid of. All right, let me see what I can make it. Yeah, make it maybe in the corner here because we don't want the storm to occupy like the entirety of this this side of the map. Well, I'm going to add a little bit of um, nauseating green. Oh boy! Whoa! So it's like oh. an iridescent storm, like an aurora borealis. I'm How into that. that. I've I've been thinking a lot about like. It's it's magic water. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, uh, gray or blue ocean water or whatever. Like it can be that kind of uh, oily, like iridescent sheen that could, you know, when it gets sucked up into this big storm, just turns into a beautiful. We like brightly colored, deadly things on this show. I've we discovered. really do. Brightly colored forces of apocalyptic. I think we also like multi-syllabic words that describe like a shiny thing. Yeah, that's you true. You know, it's iridescent. It's opalescent. <laughs> okay, like there's that. your storm. Okay, there's your storm of evil nauseatingness. Uh, we reduce project clocks, which I will do right now, and then Dad, you get to choose whether to uh, discover something, hold a discussion, or start a project. Um, hold the discussion. Okay. This discussion will take place from the perspective of members of the community. Uh, when you hold a discussion, uh, 
you choose to open with a question or a declaration, Clint. Uh, starting with you and going clockwise, everyone gets to weigh in once, sharing a single argument comprised of one to two sentences. If you opened with a question, you get to weigh in last. If you opened with a declaration, that's it for you. Uh, discussion never results in a decision or a summation process. Everyone weighs in and then it's over. This is how conversations work in communities. They are untidy and inconclusive affairs. Uh, and this and has it to be associated with what I just created. It no. has to be associated. No, it has to. I just shared the rules for hold a discussion with you. It has to be shared with something on the map, right? Uh, and then we mark it with a little dot just to note that a discussion was had about the thing. So you could have a discussion about anything right now that's on the map. My question is, how do we know that this storm is is dangerous to us? How do we how do we know that it's not something that's going to be beneficial, that it's going to you know give us superpowers or sure. or, or, or do something like that. How do, which, we, how do we know it's bad? Do you have an inkling based on just the intro, like of which of the four sort of world powers, like the person who held this discussion would have come from? Like this, this essentially climate change denier that like you just sort of whipped into existence. Um, well, give me a second because I actually made notes. Um, Nerd. I think I think it would come from Hominine. Okay. That makes because sense. I, I mean they have they, magic in there, like magic is their magic. whole shit. Yeah, yeah, they they've studied magic. Okay, uh, but, but this this thing has mystified them, right? How how do we know this is going to kill everybody? Um, uh, you you heard the call just like I did, or you wouldn't be here. Clearly, there's something wrong, and there's nothing your benevolence is doing to fix it. We got the call, so you came, so you must have your doubts already. Um, the people of the Southern Archipelago have already lost quite a bit to this storm, uh, and it has only grown more intense in, in the passing months. So it, this, the writing is on the wall. Yeah. That's cool. Is dude. that the fear bowl? We're not supposed to make characters in in in, in the quiet year, but I'm really <laughs> curious about that, dude. <laughs> I I I'm I'm busy. There's no time to talk. We have to get back to work. Uh, and Dad, you get to close out with uh, a statement. Um, excellent points. <laughs> and 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 I, especially the last guy. We got work to do. Thank you, Delmar. I was going to be from the Southern Archipelago, and Griffin messed me up because he picked <laughs> the Southern Archipelago, and then I didn't know anything about the other ones. I think that so was, was a, I think that of, was very Delmer sort of sensibility. It felt like, Delmer in the movie. Felt didn't Delmer. Yes, we'll work that was Delmer. Delmer. Uh, remember, and we that dude's name was Delmer, and they're his wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh, came from my wilds. And- remember, we don't come to a a conclu- a tidy conclusion in the discussion. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I appreciate everybody's viewpoint. And I think there's some valid points in there. All right. Oh, Dad was there too. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, tra- let's not do that in the fucking setup not yet. for the new season. No, we'll no, figure no, out how to get yet. Janitor Clan in Because he would be dead right. by the time the game yeah. began. Uh, Travis. Yes. Draw for me, Griffin. Uh, yes. Travis has drawn the King of Spring. Oh, uh, yeah. I, uh, so that is King of Spring. Once I was the King of Spring. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, the King of Spring. A young boy starts digging in the ground and discovers something unexpected. What is it? Or an old man confesses to past crimes and atrocities. What has he done? I think I'm going to go with the young boy. Uh, starts digging in the ground and discovers something unexpected. What is it? Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, he is 
digging in the ground. Uh, he is digging in the ground along the kind of pebbled shore, and starts finding uh metallic stones mixed around in the regular pebbles. Metallic. St- when you say metallic stones, are you talking about sort of? N- uh, natural-looking rocks that just happen to be made out of metal, or are you talking about like yes. fragments, fragments of a thing? More like, uh, like hunks of ore. Okay. Um, are they corroded? Are they rusted in any way, or are they? Uh... They're not processed. These are just like naturally occur- uh, occurring hunks of ore. You're right. We shouldn't. This is this is a that's like the kind of thing that a project would be. Is like, right. what do we do? This okay. Is just, yeah. He's just discovered some hunks of ore. Uh, and not just like one or two. I mean, like once you find them under the first layer of pebbles, okay, there appears to be uh, uh, many of them. Just doodle that on the map for me while I count down the clocks. We're at two on the shit houses and five for the world clock. Uh, okay, and now you get to after you've drawn your things. Are they? Uh, are they concentrated in any way on a certain part of the beach? You've drawn them close to the scary cave. I mean, Is they're, it... they're, they're, yeah, they're definitely along the south coast, probably. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, now you get to uh, discover something, start a conversation, or start a project. I'm going to start a project. I okay. think that there needs to be some uh, elections. Whoa. Uh, we need to organize like uh, one representative from each of the four uh, land masses, each of the four kind of peoples, uh, so that we can smooth out the decision-making process. I'm going to do something that I haven't talked about yet called contempt. And that is because sort of each of our turns, we are a fully individual thing. If you ever disagree with something that somebody else is doing, you take a point of contempt. And it is mostly a sort of social signifier. It's not like at the end of the year, we add up our contempt points and that many people die or whatever. It is just a thing that is sort of a tracker for, you know, player player unity in the thing. You don't like my elections, Griffin? Uh, I don't like the idea of, uh, wait, I, I don't get to say. We would have to hold okay. a discussion to talk okay, about fair, that. Fair, fair. It is so hard to fight against your instincts to like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, because it's mostly just discussion and not construction, I'm going to say uh, two weeks. Okay, go ahead and draw it. Uh, you got to draw it on the map. So I don't know how you draw an election. X's or O's. X's or O's. Okay, that's fine. And I'll add a date. How long did you say it would take? Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. I mean, how long does an election really take? Uh, Okay. Uh, Juice, your turn. Yep. The Jack of Spring. You see a good omen. What is it? Or you see a bad (laughs) omen. What is it? There's a, um, a pier that had been there's a there's a sorry i should probably use stuff that's already on the map i can't just like make something up no you can yeah okay yeah that is the thing but again i would encourage you not to make it a solution for a thing like add complications Mm. and fascinations and mysteries to the map but it is it is there is a pier that uh has been used for fishing off of the um the coast uh right on the coastline and um the everyone just goes out and takes their turns and um 
cast the lines in. They keep the fishing poles there. Uh, and the the lines are all cut with the, the bait, the floaters, everything is, is, a, is a bobber is specifically cut uh, for the fishing. And they go out and they everybody casts in and they realize that uh, their lines don't reach. And the water is lower. Hmm. Right around the pier. And it, they, they, they think it's their mind playing tricks on them at first, but they, they, they check again and they realize like, no, it's right. There, there's something, something is changing. The water is, is, um, being dragged away from right here. But then they realize it's, it's low tide. And uh, they've been silly, get silly like, geese. <laughs> wait, hold on. It wasn't that bad. Um, <laughs> My bad. Oh, wait, is it six? Oh, okay. Oh, oh shit. That's it. <laughs> it actually makes perfect sense. So that's a bad omen then. I mean, I think it's a bad omen. Uh, okay. On the South coast or the West? Especially combined with the, the storm. Our um our the, our drawing here is absolutely whoa <laughs> <Sorry>. fuck Justin just <laughs> I just drew an incredible purple line. Our um our map is kind of I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head it's around. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's really cool. <laughs> it's coming together. Well, it's just that that we have a coast. There's a line between the the land. Okay, for people watch, listening at home that maybe aren't directly looking at this, there's a line between the ocean and the and the land. And it is perfectly straight. And then there's another line farther back from that line. Oh, Juice, this, this, these are two different maps. This is not, oh no. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Okay, yes. These are two different maps. That wasn't the ocean on the other side. No. That's two different maps. Right. Yeah. It, in a classic style, it's just two maps set next to each other okay. and not indicated as separate maps. Okay. It seems like everybody else got it, though, which is Classic weird. cartography. Classic stuff. Classic <laughs> cartography. All right. Okay, that makes sense now. All right, let me put a little dinky pier out of here. Then now it all is adding up. Probably would have been good to flip these, you know what I mean? If oh, we're gonna my put God, the, I get it now, the, yeah. If we're going to put the ocean over here, it would have been good to put the ocean map there's a pier here, a tiny pier, and their lines don't reach anymore. I'm guessing this is not going to do much to help our food scarcity. Nope. There should be well, a super... You guys know where to get longer lines. I also think that if you... Whoa. If you eat fish from the ether sea, you have to cook. The, there's like a very, very specific. But it's already all, salted, which is all, nice. All fish is fugu fish, essentially. Like yeah. you fuck up eating ether fish and you're donezo. Uh, okay. And that's a bad omen, I, I assume. Okay, yes. Cool. It's a bad omen. Uh, okay. Now you, I've counted down the clocks and now you get to make your choice. Uh, and those actions again are remind the listeners. Uh, discover something. <laughs> discover something new. Hold a discussion or start a project. I feel like I just discovered the pier. Yeah. So you. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go with that. No. No. Uh, no. You, you, you do a different thing. Also. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. All right. I'm gonna hold a discussion there. Buddy. Okay. You can start with a statement. I or... have to make a declaration. Okay. Our lines are too long. All of us fishing guys were pretty fucked up about it. And I wanted to announce it here in front of everybody. Our lines were too short to reach to the ocean and we're all kind of fucked up. So we're going to need some time. If you see me or Doug or Flip or Tim B, yeah. any of us, we're going to be pretty fucked up for a while because I don't know why our lines are so short. 
And also, this is the longest single statement I've ever. Kevin, if anybody would like to come forward and uh, admit to sort of fucking around with our string, our line and the parlance efficient, uh, I would appreciate it because it, we are also <laughs> fucked up right now. We can't figure right. it out if what exactly is happening, but that is the announcement <laughs> for everybody today. I think if you remember, I said something about. Why don't we build some boats? You remember that? Remember me saying, why don't we build some boats? And that's... I'm not allowed to respond no, to the rules. Um, Listen, we, we can't lose focus worrying about the fish and the boats or any of that. That seems like we're trying to find a permanent solution to an impermanent living situation. If the lines are too short, let's just find food on the land. We... It will be uh, far too unsafe for us to continue eating ether sea fish when we are living under the water. So it's high time that we find a different food source anyways. The end. Uh, Okay, now we're back to the top (laughs) of the order. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier 
for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. It's my turn. I will draw a card. Eight of spring. An old piece of machinery is discovered, broken, but perhaps repairable. What is it? What would it be useful for? Or an old piece of machinery is discovered, cursed and dangerous. How does the community destroy it? As interesting as that second prompt is, I feel like we've been taking the nasty option with every card. So maybe uh, I discovered or um, talking about. I guess that's true. I'm going to say an old piece of machinery is discovered, broken, but perhaps repairable. What is it? What would it be useful for? Uh, because this is sort of a, a, on a coastline at this junction between these two kingdoms, uh, maybe during the, the, the war there were some sort of naval combat experiments that were taking place here. And so the... Uh, community finds it just washes up on the shore one day in probably a um, a bathysphere, uh, which was like it, it. I will admit that is a Bioshock thing, but it is also the like uh, very very first way that deep sea explorers were able to do their shit. It's a dangerous metal ball with windows that you plonk down into the ocean in, uh, and it is not usable in the state that it's in. But it is sort of a uh, you know a ancient piece of deep sea technology that uh, is probably hominine in origin. Uh, and that washed up. I'm just going to plonk it down. I'm going to plonk it down near the pier, I guess. Uh, and then we will do our countdown timers. That little inner tube looking thing is the bathysphere. Yeah, I know. We got the donut of power there. So with this round, uh, two projects have completed. And when a project mm -hmm. completes during somebody's turn, the player that started that project uh, is the one that decides sort of what happens with it. Uh, and I think with, as was sort of suggested, like the, um, the longhouses here are just like 
in really really poor shape. I think there's probably some people who are like, let's use this ore to make something that is more habitable. This is leaky. It rains a lot. Nobody here is happy. Like there are people who come and are like, oh yeah, I heard the voice too. And then they see the houses and they're like, actually fuck off. I'm done. Uh, so we're not like bringing in a lot of heat with this. Uh, but there's also people who are like, no, we need that ore for, you know, underwater stuff. Uh, so that is what is up with the longhouses. Uh, the election, how does that go, Travis? Uh, so it goes well, but what we end up with is a council of four um, and nobody really like landslided in. Um, and so you have a council of four um, that everyone is kind of begrudgingly willing to listen to. Okay. Um, so it it has improved the idea of unity, but definitely not solved it. It's not I mean, like, I, yeah, whatever you guys want. It's more like, okay. I would actually argue, I mean, it sounds like more stuff is getting done, but unity is maybe not in, in abundance anymore if it was yeah. that sort of contentious. Uh, yeah, that's the thing is it's maybe going to make maybe streamline project time. Yeah, maybe we just keep that in mind whenever you decide project times in the future is like, we're getting shit done now. Yeah. Oh, and I'm going to add uh, in abundance. I should have done this when you first brought it up. Like weird or. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. Um, so, and then we wrap up. Uh, oh, my turn. So I get to discover something, start a project or. Um, hmm. I think there is a sect of like hominine scholars who can't stop thinking about the cave and and are just uh trying to figure out a way to trick their 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 brains or whatever sort of magic that is keeping people out uh trying to like f- figure out the source of that and going in uh cuz i think that they are convinced that that this cave is the reason why they were brought here i don't think it's a large contingent of people i think there are a lot of people who are like yeah go waste your time with that shit you know magic friends but we're going to be over here doing doing the real work um so i'm going to draw a little i don't know like magnifying glass towards the cave it looks like a sperm and so i've fucked up uh happens i'm gonna say i'm gonna say you know i would say longer but i think well, no, they wouldn't really benefit from like the streamlining of shit. I think this no, is no, probably no. Off thoroughly against the orders of the community. So I'm going to say this is going to take five weeks. Uh, and it's on to dad. Okay. Um, four of hearts, spring. What important and basic tools does the community lack? Where are you, or are, where are you storing your food? Why is this a risky place to store things? Okay, I'm going to go with what important and basic tools does the community... But haven't we already dealt with that? Well, this is more on the specific end, right? This isn't just like scarcity, but it could be like what we don't have is this tool and this tool. and You know, get a little more granular with it. Yeah, or you could answer the other one, which is, you know, maybe more straightforward. I'm going to... No, I'm going to stick with the the basic tools that we lack. Um, I think we're... um, I think we don't have a lot of weapons. Mm. We don't have a lot of like, um, like, I mean, I think there are basic blades and clubs and, and everything else, but I don't think we have a lot of range weapons that we don't have a lot of, um, uh, 
projectile weapons. These mainly for hunting or Or for defense defense from something. We haven't really talked about like the environment. I don't know what the threat would be. I can see that for hunting. What would the like? Would in your? Are you saying for for like hunting for food or for defense? Like siege weapons, because if martial, they're all fled, martial weapons. Yeah, if they, well, yeah, I'm thinking like cannons and and things like that. If they've all had to evacuate in fairly short order, I would think one of the things that I would think would be left behind were cannons and you know anything big like that. I think that they still have. That's interesting too, because we don't know what the fuck is in the. Yeah, city. that's it. So like, if, we certainly did not bring any. <laughs> Any sort of like I don't think we're gonna spend much time inventing like cannon. Yeah, right. See, so, let me pitch this then. Let's have a scarcity of defense weapons. Yeah. I think is a good okay. way of putting this. And you know, just to keep things equal, maybe on abundance side, like hunting hunting gear, like we we have an abundance. Like we got that. We are hunting. We can do that if a you know. If we're swimming in the water and there's a, you know, a barracuda or something coming at us, we got a spear or a harpoon or whatever, but like anything bigger than that. And uh uh-oh. That makes sense. I don't know. Do you think we need to draw that on the map? Well, if I can, no, I can't. How much can I amend this? Because I was thinking that it, maybe they disassembled all of those Hmm. big weapons that they wouldn't, you know, and then packed up as much of the pieces because they knew that they were going to need they were going to need items to work with. They were going to need materials and stuff. So, so you know, maybe they've hauled all the pieces of these these larger weapons. I like that. Back to this area. Yeah, I don't think it has to change anything that we have on the on the board right now, though. Like we yeah, don't I, we don't I, have just, defense weapons because we dismantled them to make the shit house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So while you're in the shit house, you're like maybe going to sleep on the top bunk, and you look up, and there's just like a you know, a uh, 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 a sword that's just like a right catapult. there. A catapult that you're you're sleeping on. You're okay. sleeping in the Maybe bowl of sleeping. a catapult. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fine. You're sleeping in that. Uh, okay, I'll take the numbers down. If Dad, you want to decide what your action is now, I'll start a project of um, of uh, cataloging all of these pieces of the the broken down weaponry uh, in anticipation of reusing them for a rebuild on the bottom of the ocean. Are you saying that, like, when that project is done, we will then have dismantled the longhouse and have big weapons, or are you saying, like, no, to to figure out how to use them? Okay, to start using those pieces to build things that will be used under the sea. Okay, how's that? Yeah, I'm, is that that's good. I'm going to take contempt for that because I don't want you to dismantle my shit house. No, I'm assuming the shit house was already built out of stuff. But if you <laughs> well, want it to, love but it we now. love it, and you want to use pieces of it to make <laughs> big underwater cannons and shit. <laughs> no, I badass. don't want. I don't want to build underwater cannons, but we're going to have to have structures. We're Dad, gonna... every time you say underwater cannons, I get so much more excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and I think, Frank, if I may, I think we're discussing this all too much. I think we're that way too much. The, the project has started, right, mm-hmm. and it might not work, right? Uh, but that's like, a good point. How how long does this take, Dad? Um, three. Got it. <laughs> Some good scientists. Well, you have the unity. the The council is yeah, yeah. Is leading. This is probably Delmer shit. Like the Delmar are probably like, oh, yeah. this is great. We don't need to be comfortable. They think the shit houses are already like palatial. Uh, cool. Okay. Uh, Ju- Travis, you are up. Flip my cord. Let me flip your cord. 
Seven of Spring. Where does everyone sleep? <laughs> Who is unhappy with the arrangement and why? Oh my God. Uh, there's also what natural predators roam the area. Are you safe? Which is also a good one and something we've talked about, but the I first mean, one just seems so applicable. But didn't we also just... It, it, You're right. Okay, I'm going to do the natural predators roam this area. Are you safe? And while my first inclination is to do land, I think... I think I'm gonna go see. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say uh with with the pollution, uh, that there are there are sharks, um, kind of uh more along the lines of like a hammerhead kind of thing. Uh, but they definitely have uh a little bit of like kind of natural magic uh mutations. I think everything in the all, all sea life, and I, yeah. I think I hinted at that in the intro, or maybe not. But like when when we take place in this, when, when we actually do the seas and exploring underwater, like animals are going to be fucked up down there. So yeah. like a little teaser of that of something that is like actively harassing us on land is is. I is think rad. that with uh, so I think with these um, these sharks, uh, it is uh, manifesting as like super heightened senses and the ability to like. Uh, almost like seemingly teleport forward in short bursts. Fuck so yeah. when they strike, it's like, and then they're just kind of there. I've written blink sharks. Blink on, sharks. That's great. Hell yeah, yes. blink on sharks. the uh, on abundance. <laughs> yeah, there's abundance there's, of blink sharks. We should do something about that. And now everybody is all about team. Let's take the shit house apart for underwater cannons. Yeah, <laughs> people flip you know, right around. Now on that. that we've discovered blink sharks, <laughs> yeah, my priorities Too have late. shifted. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's count down. Uh, we are getting close on some of these. All right, uh, and Travis, get to make your turn. Or your, I am your going to uh, begin a project. Cool. I think the council pulls uh, a representative from each of the four, uh, each of the four from Hominine, Delmer, Einar, and the Southern Ar- Archipelago, like specialists, to study the ore that was found. Okay. And attempt to discover like its properties, how to work with it, if there's any value to it, all the kind of specialties of the different locations. I would suggest because of the sort of unity or not unity, but the the way that everybody is working right now of just like yeah. full full bore not prioritizing discomfort that maybe this wouldn't take as long as you might think. Yeah, like I I think maybe uh I mean really if you're just kind of this is not like actually molding it or shaping it or anything it's just kind of like well what, let's check what it out. What do we I, use this for? Right. Yeah, I think like a week. Okay. Uh, Especially like I said, we're pulling specialists. Like the people who have been elected to the council are like, "Oh yeah, we're going to get Danny on this. Danny knows uh, rocks, right? Danny, you know rocks, right?" right. Like I'm just going to add one down here where yeah. you've drawn the ore. Okay. Uh Justin uh, five of spring. There is a disquieting legend about this place. What is it? <laughs> Alarming weather patterns destroy something. <laughs> How and what? This is my favorite thing, by the way, about quiet year is like the cards stay the same no matter what, but there will be cards where it's like, this feels perfectly suited to the situation we are right, in. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's alarming weather patterns destroy something. How and what? Um, I think that there was a uh, a uh, earthquake. That's could be weather, right? Yeah, earthquakes basically weather. Yeah, um, there was an earthquake and it split the uh, the trash hole right in twain. Whoa! 
and the stuff from the trash hole started coming up back out of the trash hole. Oh, fuck. What kind of stuff? I don't fucking know. Nobody's been over there yet. Where there was one boy, little Peter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And little Peter, that's his full name. Little Peter saw the stuff starting to emerge after the quake. He saw the the uh, refuse starting to emerge back out of the trash hole, just being blasted out. Fuck that just rules! Being blasted out of the trash hole. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the trash hole is now like a trash hill. Cannon. Trash yeah. cannon. Yeah, is the trash cannon. Okay. Uh, is it safe to? Is it something that like people can just walk over to and like say, "Oh, a toaster oven," or is it like they're counting on there's stuff there, right? But they don't know when it's going to blast again, and they don't know how heavy the object. So it's so a it's trash blast. geyser. It's like, a trash is, geyser. It has activated tra- the trash geyser. It's a trash geyser that you can't. There are goods and there's some good quality stuff. But you might like be in, <laughs> in there the scavenging, area. and then all of a sudden, like a fucking or, television cut, like blasts <laughs> you apart. <laughs> a fucking uh, an old can of soup just like launches through your torso (laughs) and it's not even the coming up that's such a big problem but the coming down down. of the trash it's really rough okay uh i mean is it spraying stuff into is this a danger for i mean you can see we have the shit i think it's not close enough to like okay it's not close enough it's very worrying right because and there's like and there's at least a few people in the society think i think that are like uh-oh. <laughs> I have the wrong... There's some stuff down there I put there. I kind of want to stay down there. <laughs> okay. Dr- please draw that and have a fun time doing that, because that sounds okay. like a real a real hoot. Um, we are going to count down. Uh, Travis, the ore project yes. finishes. What uh, do they discover? So, uh, I don't want to, like make too many solves but <laughs> no but i mean we we gotta move the game forward yeah at some i point. think uh so there are two things i think that they discover uh i think the uh that anus uh, that anus with the uh, trash shooting out of it sure i'm has, trying not to look at it you it, know it's different now i think uh, the hominine expert uh and <laughs> the the delmer one is the one that works with their hands right right uh so i think each of the experts discover something Right, I think that the Delmer expert finds that it is fairly malleable. Okay, um, like when it when it is hot, right? It is malleable. Um, the uh, the Einar finds that it is also like then once it's tempered, very durable. Um, and the uh, Southern Archipelago Archipelago uh, has never seen anything like it before in their trading. So they surmise it'll be pretty valuable. But the winner, the one that is most interesting, is the hominine found that because this seems to be sourced from the sea, it seems to be kind of pitted a little bit. Uh, and it seems to be uh, that there is prestige, like, in it. Okay. In, like, there are veins of prestige in the rock. The, the ore itself is not magical, but it does make it very uh, uh, resilient. Susceptible. Well, okay. it makes it oh. susceptible to magic. Okay, like that you tracks. could, you can magic it. Good. Okay, I have changed weird ore to magic ore in the yep. abundance stack. Uh, now, um, who's the juice? You get to actually take your turn now that you have finished drawing this horrible. Oh my god! This horrible thing. Uh, I am gonna start. A shipyard. 
Okay. Yeah, probably probably a good idea for us to you would think, right? Get that going. Yeah. Um I'm going to build it on the the sort of like tributary that's like uh cutting through the land here. I feel like that makes the most sense. This guy up here, the tide pools? No, the blue The river. Oh, river. the river river. I forgot what a tributary was. Okay. That's for right. a moment. Okay. Um I don't know like I I just don't think it makes sense to like start the boats like uh like I feel like if we don't I'm looking at this map. I don't see a place to build boats and it's going to need to be a big boat. And I don't even think we know exactly if it's going to be like an undersea vessel or what exactly yeah. How we're going to get down there, but I think like a facility for building boats. I mean, it could be related to the bathysphere, right? Like you can't just kick the bathysphere into the ocean. You got to launch it off of a ship. So maybe it is a surface thing to drop this or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. How um, long is that? That's going to be a lot. I mean, I feel yeah. like f- six weeks. Does that sound right? I mean, five weeks? I would argue five just because we, st- I would. St- I think we're still sort of pushing the pedal to the metal in terms of like okay, it's not a good so it's not a good shipyard. It's I think five weeks there. is a pretty fucking good shipyard. That's a good shipyard. I we're think also the, to, it's the biggest project we've done now that we have magic ore, right? Like we can make uh, shit yeah. now. I'm actually gonna get rid of building material as a scarcity because we you know, this doesn't have to be what we make everything out of, but finally we like can start making shit in earnest. Uh okay. Uh, the world clock has ticked down to zero, which means something in the world is about to happen. Uh, and that thing is related to a, sort of a, an exodus plot that has been hatched by one of these kingdoms. Um, from your position down here on the shore, I don't necessarily think, I think your uh, settlement is too close to the Einar Plateau to actually see sort of what happens to it. I think the community is more like out in the heartland that have the Einar Plateau on their vista saw it very, very clearly. The, basically the top of the Einar Plateau disappears. And it's not, there's not a flash of light or like a cataclysmic explosion. It was just there one moment and then it was gone the next. And all of the Einar and everything living on the plateau disappears with it. Now, Griffin, as a result, did we get more sunlight? uh, Yeah, sure. There's probably more sunlight. Um, And the Einar among you, I think there's a handful who kind of know what happened. Um, Because they are sort of a, a... uh, you know, nomadic group of people. Like, there's a diversity uh, amongst the Einar. Like, none of them have the exact same beliefs about, you know, which vestiges are, you know, good or what their roles are in the world. Um, but there's a handful of Einar uh, among you who know that there were sort of a group of very, very zealous devotees to the the vestiges that managed to just spirit the entire plateau back into the the plane that the vestiges first came into our world through. They basically went back to where the vestiges went. Um, and they also know that living mortal beings can't maintain a physical form over there. So when the Einar people, you know, passed through the veil as the, the plateau disappeared, they became sort of um, intangible, like, echoes of themselves. And the ramifications on that for, for you all is a couple days later, 
the people living in this settlement experience a few odd phenomena. Um, items, you know, moving on their own around camp or whispers heard in the dark. Uh, and soon they pile up so much that they become undeniable. These echoes of the disembodied Einar who were spirited away have found their way back into our world and have begun haunting, essentially, the area around the camp. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.